It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Peace, Jalen Rose. I am David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? And get a people! Coming up later on in the show, we have Javon Wana Walton, better known as Ashtray from Euphoria, and we have an appearance from GM Jalen. But we start with the big news out of the NFL. Yesterday, it came down that after the NFL appealed a six-game suspension, it has now been extended to an 11-game suspension, a $5 million fine, and Mr. Watson will be going through treatment. There you see the details. And he apologized. Here is what Watson had to say, and I quote, For everyone that was affected by the situation, there were a lot of people that were triggered. He also said that he didn't want, he never mistreated or disrespected anybody. It was sort of a half apology, in my opinion. Mr. Rose, what do you think about the suspension and the apology? I think about, you know, being the Motown clown, the DJ, and music is the soundtrack of life in a lot of ways. And it's like, when I cry, you cry, we cry together. And here's what I mean, like, Deshaun Watson did something that he's ashamed of, Jacoby. That's why he apologized. But it's not only about him in this scenario as it relates to the culmination of his suspension. Because now, in theory, this chapter is closed for the NFL. So let's just go back over the last couple of seasons. As the allegations started to happen, let's remember, he didn't play his final season with the Texans. While with the Texans and the allegations and the lawsuits were still pending, he was traded to the Browns. During that time, he was giving the largest contract that a quarterback has ever gotten in the history of the NFL. For me, once that happened, there are two forks in the road. The people that he had lawsuits against when he got that guaranteed contract were like, we're doomed. He was like, at some point, this is going to be over. I see light at the end of the tunnel. But there's more. The league and the team and the Players Association allowed him to basically suppress his salary this season so he can make $1 million. So therefore, when he misses games, when or if he gets fined, it won't be top dollar. So that's not just him, Jacoby. That's a litany of other individuals that in theory are aiding and embedding the scenario so that it will be over. And I have to say this, as he settles the lawsuits and then gets the six game suspension, here's what's crazy. So we gonna make the NFL look like a hero now? Is that what we doing? 
So to take it from six games to 11 games, we should celebrate Roger Goodell? Is that what we should be doing? To be honest, we both know. And for him, I'm happy that he now has clarity and closure in a lot of ways, and he's going to be able to resume his careers, his career. Like everyone else, I feel bad for the victims because they wake up today and say, whether six games or 11 games, you and I both, in theory, know that that's not enough. It probably should have at least been one season. Yep. And so for that not to happen, it's Deshaun, it's the Players Association, it's the NFL that seemed to found a way to make it go away mm-hmm. because he's a talented football player. And because he's a talented football player, after 11 games, not only is he going to resume playing football, but are you ready for this? I, I can't make this up. This is not like a Vince McMahon thing. This is not a wrestling thing. I cannot make this up. They're going to have him return, not after 10 games, after 12 games, but after 11 games to play against the Texans? In Houston. In Houston? Like, like, like seriously. So, so they're going to now promote this game, and now all of a sudden, when he returns, it's going to be a way for everybody, Jacoby, to make their money. And so for me as a professional, as a multimedia personality, now we have to spin it forward at some point and talk about what this means for the Browns. Well, a couple things. Number one, somehow, some way, even though they've reformed the whole disciplinary process, at the end of it, I still feel gross. It just, it still feels gross. Deshaun Watson watching him in that game will not feel right to me. And that's the suspension part and the disciplinary part in the league. But the apology part also was just like, Deshaun, it seems like he tried to apologize, but always just caveats it at the end. He still says he's innocent, and he's gonna, he proved his innocence in legal court. Like, no, you did not, Deshaun Watson. And he said he never mistreated or disrespected anybody. Deshaun, you don't decide whether or not you disrespected somebody. Mm. And there are 24 or 25 women that decided and felt so disrespected, they, they, they filed civil suits against you. So I still feel that he truly is a little delusional, delusional about his role in all of this. But as you mentioned at the end, Mr. Rose, we do have to spin it forward and start talking about the football implications of this. Because when it's six games, and when you look at the Browns' schedule, their first four games are very winnable. I mean, the Lions aren't on there, but they're very <laughs> winnable games when you look at the first four games, right? And yes. then it gets a little tricky from there because you start, you start looking at Ravens, Chargers, Patriots, Bengals. It gets a little wild. So, Mr. Rose, at this point, they have Jacoby Brissett as the starting quarterback. However, Jacoby Brissett, and I I love all Jacobys, he isn't exactly the most durable quarterback. Josh Dobbs is backing him up. If it was a full season, I can understand why they would go after Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm -hmm. But in this current iteration where it's only 11 games, do you think they would want to trade for Garoppolo? Do you think Garoppolo would want to come to Cleveland as a sort of rental quarterback holding a spot for Deshaun? If you're Garoppolo, you don't want to go to Cleveland. Because that's clearly not going to be your gig. You've led a team to the Super Bowl. You've been a starter. You've gotten paid top dollar. You've shown that you can win at that position. 
You don't want to sign up for a situation that you know you're going to be the backup. So if I'm him, I don't want to go to Cleveland. And if I'm the Browns, Jacoby, and again, you got to think of how it's almost like, so doing this job, Jacoby, I decided it's like being an official or a referee. When I say something, the people that I'm speaking for or the team that I'm speaking for are going to be happy about it. The team that I'm speaking against or saying they're going to lose, though that group of individuals are unhappy. That's just like a ref. When a ref blows a whistle, it's the same thing. Both sides get a chance to react to it. And what I'll say to you is both sides this morning, if you're the people that Roger Goodell called being that Deshaun was a predator against and or the people that filed civil suits against him, you're definitely disappointed when he got the deal. You're really more disappointed when he only got 11 games. If you're Deshaun and his team, and you know how this works, Jacoby, everybody on his team is going to use the work that they did with Deshaun as an example of why you should work with them if you ever had crisis management. That, that's just how it works. And so now for the Browns, they don't have to do the knee-jerk thing in theory to bring in Jimmy because Deshaun isn't suspended an entire season. If it was an entire season, it would be a win-win kind of for both sides because Jimmy can still go out there and be a starting quarterback for a year, play with a good team and keep his value up. And for the Browns, you get a chance to win with a really talented roster and one of the best run games in the league. But since Jaylen. he's missing 11 games, you don't necessarily have to do that now. So I don't believe that happens. Hold on, Jalen. Um, I th think you're getting a phone call. We need to talk to GM Jalen. Uh, Jalen Rose, general manager of the Brooklyn Nets. It is David Jacoby, general manager of the Boston Celtics. Now, we need to make this brief because I'm very busy. Okay. I've got a proposal for you. Take a look at this offer for Kevin Durant. And remember, Kevin mm. Durant said he wants you to be fired or he's not playing. <laughs> Just keep that in mind while you look at this, okay? <laughs> Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Derek White, three first-round picks for Kevin Durant. He wants you to be fired or he's not playing for the Nets. Um, what do you think about this offer? I got to think about this. Well, I'm this busy. Is, this is one of the most serious offers that I've gotten. Yep. I was hoping to get Brandon Ingram and or, you know, maybe think yeah, about I don't dream represent about the Zion. Pelicans. But, I represent but, the Celtics. But, but any deal that's centered around Jalen Brown, I love him as a player. He's extremely talented, um, two-way player. Um, he's going to be great in the locker room. He's going to be great in the community. Um, and a, a terrific ambassador for the league. Marcus Smart, the reigning defensive player of the year. And Derek White also, who gave y'all quality minutes. And three first-round picks. So, so it's a deal, man. Here's the thing, though. No, I told you I'm busy. Rudy Gobert was traded this offseason. Paul George was traded a couple of off-seasons ago. Let's talk more about those first-round picks. No, 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 I told you, I'm busy. I'm busy, okay? <laughs> so you're going you're gonna to take the – you know what? I got to get, get this deal done. I'm going to sweeten the pot. I'm going to sweeten the pot because I don't have time to go back and forth with you about this. Best and final offer. Best and final offer. Take a look. Jalen Brown, 
Marcus Smart, Done. Derek White, Done. three first-round picks, and Ime Odoka. Done. We this finally got Jalen. GM Jalen agreed to a deal. Jalen, GM Jalen has agreed to Done. a deal. It's, it's such a pleasure doing business with you. Such a Done. such a ple- such a pleasure doing business with. Oh, you messed it Done. up. There you go. Such a ple- such a pleasure doing business and, with and, you. And you know, and you know how much I love Ime. And, 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 and his and his beautiful bride Nia Long, the talented Nia Long. I got a chance to meet meet a couple of members of their family. Th- this would be a game changer for our franchise. Do you think now having Jalen and Marcus, we now gonna become front page instead of the Knicks? Let's do this. It's Let's deal do this deal done. It is time done for news that matters. Jalen Rose, this is some of the biggest news that you've ever heard. I know you love a few things. Your family, faith, basketball, lobsters, and versus (laughs) battles. Well, versus battles are on hold right now because of some legal situation between Swizz and Timbaland and Triller. They're going to handle that. But in the meantime, Diddy and JD said, we're not going to let that stop us from having a hit-for-hit battle. Mr. Rose, So-So Def's catalog versus Bad Boy's catalog. This is the heavyweight fight we've all been waiting for. Your thoughts. So I'm going to get in trouble with this comment because I love JD and he loves sports. That's, That's my man. Like, you already know how many years and how much time I spend in the ATL. Did he? Whenever you say something really nice about somebody, it's about to turn. No, I'm just saying, but when you say heavyweight, to me, that got to be big versus pop. That got to be Diddy versus Dre. Like, when you say heavyweight fight. Oh, so you're saying that JD is not worthy of a matchup against P. Diddy. Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not saying he's not worthy. I'm saying that if we're going to Vegas and we're going to handicap this match, I believe 70% of the people are going to predict that the person who's going to put on Latorious Big, The Locks, Mary J. Blige, Black Rob, G. Depp, Mace. 112, I, they're, they're going to win this battle unless they're going against Death Row. Like okay. that, that's the heavyweight. Now, however, JD and Diddy, I want to compliment both of them on something. They changed the art of the remix and what a curator is. So as a Detroit native, always saw Barry Gordy as being that from Motown Clown. He had the keys to the door. He knew the engineer. He hired the producers. He was a talent curator for people to put groups together and stuff. But JD and uh, Diddy modernized that with their remixes, putting rappers on R&B tracks, both of them rhyming on tracks being CEOs and entrepreneurs of their own brand and selling merchandise. I love this. The Brat. We're going to have Criss Cross. We're going to have Bow Wow. We're going to have JD. Mariah Carey songs. Jalen. They're saying we got to go to commercial. These guys got too many hits. Is joining us on and on. right after on and this on. short on break. On and on and on and on. Javon. Wanna. Walton. Ashtray from Euphoria joins us right after this. He be fresh, too. (laughs) 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in the Seaport, New York City. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby, Jalen Rose. I'm so excited about our next guest. Yes. A lot of people know him as Ashtray from Euphoria, but he is so much more than that. Of course, I'm talking about Javon. Wana. What's yes. happening, Wana? What's up, man? How y'all doing? Doing good. good. Javon, Thank you for joining Wana, us. Wana Walton joins us. Now, everyone sees you and they associate you with your role of Ashtray on, Ashtray on Euphoria. We'll discuss that in a second, but a lot of people don't know that you get busy in the boxing ring. Oh, yeah. Tell us, uh, tell everybody about your boxing career. Yeah, so I've been boxing since I was four years old. Had a love for it from a very young age. Punching couch pillows since I was two, man. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's been a long road, man. Fighting since I was eight. I get 80 bouts now. Man, I just, I just fell in love with it, man, and I want to trade it for the world. I love what I do. Who are some of the fighters that inspire you in the ring? I think some of the fighters that um, that inspire me in the ring, um, man, there's so many. I love Manny Pacquiao, man. Uh, that's definitely like, um, uh, that's a big one for me right there. I love Pac-Man. His footwork is just absolutely amazing. Um, man, and I've been watching a lot of TFMO recently, man, and he's amazing. Mm. Killed in his last fight. I was at his last fight. He looked great. Was, I mean, he's just the full package, man. See him, you know, um, back on his back on his stuff again. It's just, it's just nice to see, man. And um, I'm rooting for him all the way. So right now in the in the combat sports world, there's sort of like a fork in the road between boxing and MMA. What made you choose boxing, and will you ever get into the octagon? Um, no, no, I'll never get in the octagon, man. It's just, um, I just love boxing, man. Traditional boxing is just where I've been at my whole life. And that's really what I love and what I've had a passion for since um, a very young age. And, um, that's just what I want to do. You know, I want to go pro at 18 and I want to take it as far as I can take it. Cause just my mindset is just why well, do anything that you can't do at the highest level possible. And I know boxing is something that I can do at a very high level and I can't wait to just showcase what I can really do when I go pro. Absolutely, and you acknowledge the Pac-Man, my guy, Manny Pacquiao, shout to Freddie Roach and Wild Card Jim. But I wanna put you on the spot here because there's some terrific fighters in the game right now. Crawford, Lomachenko, Tank Davis. Crawford, is nasty. If you had to give me your list, your list, Juana, of the top five pound for pound fighters right now, how would you rank them? All right, 
man. I so let me let me like put down my list first, and then I'll rank. Okay. So I'm, yep. I'm putting Tank in the list. I'm putting Tank in the list. Okay, for sure. Um, Tyson Fury doesn't count anymore. Shoot, I can't I can't put Tyson Fury in the list right now. Um, well, what well, you said like right now, so like I, I right can't now, put it in the Tyson list. Tyson Fury literally you, just posted you, in no, the drop no, top the just, other day. Enjoy your retirement. You can put him in there. <laughs> you can put him in there. You know how boxers I, I got, are. They're never retired. I, I you can put him in there. He may come back. <laughs> Alright, cool. I, I got I got Fury then. I got Tank. I got Bud. I got Tio. And I, I need one last strong one, man. Um, shoot. Who's just killing it right now? You know, I mean, I gotta throw Canelo. You got to, mm-hmm. you know. You know who's nasty, though? Who's nasty is Bivol, bro. Like, he's disgusting. Mm-hmm. I, I've been watching his stuff, bro. Like, he's nasty, and, like, he's somebody that's to be scared of when you're fighting because he doesn't get stunned easily, man. And I don't know. I'd throw him in that list. And, um, like, in a year time, so I'm definitely throwing him in that list. That's a dope list. Well, you'll never share the ring with Rocky, but you will share the screen with the man that played him. You are in a new film called Samaritan with Sylvester Stallone. What excited you about this project? Man, I think what excited about me, what excited me about this project, there's just so many things, you know? I mean, you can't beat playing in a movie with Sly, man. He's just so amazing at acting and he's accomplished so much stuff and there's um, so many things that he does It's just you can learn from, man. Like, um, one of the big things that I learned from him is his improv. His improv is just amazing and um, props to him for all he does, man. And he works super, super hard, you know, but I love how he's not just about sticking to script and, you know, uh, just going with the flow of things and, like, how you feel in that moment. And I, I love that about him. And to be able to talk boxing with somebody on set was a huge plus one for me man and that's really what excited me about this project you know is haven't really gotten to talk boxing with many people on set so go to talk boxing with Sly I mean you can't beat it you know he he knows the stuff he's a true boxing historian absolutely a legend and has done so many amazing things in multimedia and entertainment and movies and Rocky to me is the greatest sports movie of all time what was it like for you when you first realized, when you first got the call that you got this role? So, look, it was a it was a call, but Sly wanted to make sure that I was right for the part. So he flew me out to LA and I went to his house and he wanted to just test me, man, to make sure that I was good for Sam. And thankfully, he ended up liking me, which super thankful for. And yeah, man, the chemistry there was just right away. And, you know, um, I, I, we, we definitely both felt it. And it, it really, um, it really, uh, it, it translates well on camera. So you are Javon Wana Walton, a man, a human being, a soon-to-be professional boxer and a professional actor. But I'm sure when people see you on the street, Chill they only up. say one thing to you, which is ashtray, ashtray, ashtray. I, I, get, a lot of, I get a lot of are you ashtray? Yeah, no, 100%. You, know, it's, it's you still, look like ashtray. Yeah. Huh? But you were yeah. obviously um, on such a hit show, such a popular show, such a groundbreaking show, and your mm-hmm. role got bigger and bigger as it progressed. And without getting into details, how do you feel about the finality of the second season of Euphoria and your role in it? Um, I'm happy with the way I went out. You know, um, 
I, I always know that there's bigger and better things out there for me and that's waiting for me you know it's mainly Samaritan man coming out August 26th on Prime Video and that, that's what I'm really excited about right now but you know when when one thing happens I'm just I'm just happy with the way I went out you know like I mean I couldn't have asked for a better way to go out like a shooting scene like that was crazy bro like and I was like I, w I was happy with it man and you know not being able to see Angus again definitely a little sad but it's all good it's all good you're a terrific performer and also as Jacoby mentioned that's a groundbreaking character and I appreciate how you're already focused on the fact that Samaritan is gonna ca continue to catapult all of the things that you've already accomplished but I have to mm -hmm. ask you who are some of the people once you start getting into a role like Euphoria that you look to as other actors that you can draw cues from and be inspired by? Man, for Euphoria, it was a little different for Euphoria, but just like in general, um, I just, I, I love Robert De Niro's acting, man. He's just, he's phenomenal. And it's just like the little things you do make such a big difference in the acting world. You know what I mean? It's, it's the little actions, like looking like how, like how he's always so focused when he's acting and that look that he has on his face. And it, it just feels so real. And you know, I'm always about like that authenticness of acting and not getting caught up in all of, you know, the extra stuff of it all, man. I, I like to keep it super, super authentic. And um, I love um, love Leonardo DiCaprio, man. He's also mm -hmm. phenomenal, and he they, they both kill it. They both kill it, and super, super props to them. Absolutely, Samaritan is coming out later this month. Yes. You know him as Ashtray from Euphoria, but the man is Javon Wana Walton. Thank you so much for taking the time. We look forward to watching Future your boxing champion. career progress. Future watching champion. Your Watching your acting career progress. Thank you so much. August 26th, Samaritan comes Glad out. Glad to be here, man. Thanks Thank a lot, you. Juan. Appreciate the love. We'll yeah, see you course, soon. Man. Dope. Have a good one, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen, what do we do every day we have a show? We acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner's been wrongfully detained way too long, 183 days. We here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. We'll be back Monday, ESPN 2, 4 p.m. Have a have good a weekend. Great weekend. Thank you. You're far too kind.